0: Hurry in During Ram Truck Month, where you'll find JD Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021, and right now get zero percent financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 JD Power award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Not compatible with any other offer. Zero percent APR financing for 72 months equal 1389 per month for 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital, regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5
1: let, let's let's do what we came here to do, Gino, because there is some wrestling happening this weekend. Before we get to that, you asked me about the MLW Opera Cup. Now, I think the eight men have already been announced. I think we figured yes, out the ninth. We figured eight. out the eighth man today. So, pretty exciting news. I've never watched an Opera Cup. It's essentially the King of the Ring tournament, uh, yes. it's just matches. There's eight dudes in it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, filthy yeah. tom lawler mlw's like main eventer he's never been their champ he's been their champion
2: i think he won the championship Ooh.
1: at some point he's been being a wrestler for a few years now he had to be the champion at some point uh davy richards is in there he's he's the second entrant we got tjp who i love matt cross all right i mean i get it bobby fish got that yeah. one calvin tankman heavyweight hustle and, yeah. and Alex Shelley. So, I'm missing one. It says former D1 football recruit. Is that Bobby Fish? Is he the former D1 football recruit? I believe he was, but the eighth man was Lee Moriarty. Oh, Lee Moriarty. Okay, so now he's in here, the guy you showed us, who – I mean, he yes. – probably good in the he's ring he's actually
2: really good in the ring he, yeah again was, his show is actually really good i wanted you guys to see him match, but it's like oh just show him off and then show up bro. yeah
1: we don't need to see yeah once that's the thing you know when you send us a video and it doesn't start well it's already over it, you we are like when you watch wcw you have like 10 seconds to get over i mean if you come out of that apron or that you come out onto the stage and we're like oh fuck this guy you can't win us back you got to come out You got to come out with uh, Johnny B. Bad with those uh, confetti cannons, like, boom! And everyone's like, holy shit, we're partying now. What's going on here? That's what we need. So, someone
2: like Serpentico, who has the whole streamers that has come out of his hands that no one knows how the fuck he does.
1: Yes, Serpentico only. That's a good call, Serpentico. Yeah, Astrojivist is a great tactic. Love Dr. Luther, though everyone else hates him. No, That's nobody likes Dr. Luther. I mean, I know that you can... It, it's no, cool. It's cool to like him as a, hey, you've been doing this forever. You're Jericho's friend from high school. That's all fine. He and,
2: actually helped create the Lion Soul. Did you know that?
1: I did know that.
2: Jer- yeah, because again, then Tommy Dreamer stole the idea that it was him, but it was Jericho who went to Japan and he learned from Luther because Luther was like, I can't do this, slip, but I have this idea. You could jump off the ropes, jump over, and Jeremy took it and stole it. But it should be called the Luther saw, but it's the Lion saw because he used the lion. King.
1: Well, Luther, if Luther can't do it, it's never his thing. Fuck him. Somebody he created it that. Created. I have oh, the idea. Okay. No one else had the idea before. It? All right. Well, then when I saw the kerb stop, I was like, "That's. I thought of that." That was yes, my move. Anyone else. That's not how it works, you know. You have to do the move and then do it a 100,000 times. It's like when people, when Low Key was like, he stole my kick. It, yes, no. it's No. Seth, magic kill. Seth Rollins does your kick way better than you did. And he does it at actual shows. You do it on Filthy Island with no yeah, ropes. No, no. Yeah. No
2: one about low IQ. yeah,
1: Low IQ. He retweets it, doesn't know what he's fucking doing. uh our best friend Bruce Pritchard said he was one of like the most overrated people ever. Now I don't know if he's he overrated. He was great. he was over like he should have because like low key early on his career was really
2: good. Oh sure, yeah, like he helped help ROH
1: and Impact. You can more. be really good in the ring though, but it just I mean that gets you so far. It got him to NXT. It got him Caval. And even WWE was like, well, this guy's got nothing about him other than he's good in the ring. And there's plenty of guys that are good in the ring that. We can use them instead if they're easier to work with or what have you. So, yeah, when he didn't work out in WWE, I wasn't surprised. Because even in TNA, when you look at – I mean, even look at who he came up with, Christopher Daniels had a really good career in TNA, AJ Styles. That whole little group, even Brian Danielson from Ring of Honor, all of these guys went on to do these amazing things where low-key stayed as, like, I'm not really the top of TNA, I'm not really the top of anything – you know, he was the top of MLW 20 years into his career, but it's not like he did anything correctly.
2: I guess that's true. He just did things to work and get paid.
1: Speaking of We're Senshi, um, Victory Road oh, is this weekend. This is going to be, and by the way, Christian, when he does that kill switch, when he does the impaler, I'm always thinking, I thought of that first. Gino. that's my move. Okay. Crazy and pretty. I like that. That's why you like Luther's because you give him credit for Chris Jericho's finisher.
2: He talks about Jericho. He talked about like this next day. Yeah.
1: I think Jericho wrote it in his book. That's why I knew that story. But either way, it's it's, it's it doesn't make Luther good because he thought of something for Jericho. He created the move for Jericho to make famous. What do you mean he created the move? I don't, that's not what he
2: created... He told him first. He's like, do this and this. He was trying to, do it, but he couldn't perfectly land. It. He talked about it
1: but that's not creating it, creating it yeah. is doing it over and over again. Like you can't just say Jericho do this. And then he's like, you can be the, like the author of the lion's salt, but you're not the, you're not the creator. You need a director. You need an actor. You can't just walk around saying this is Pulp Fiction. It's in my hand right here. There's a whole process involved and Jericho did it. So, and when you okay. talk about creating, you want to create something and turn it into something physical. And that's what Jericho did. He's holding yes. the Lion Salt, the Luther Salt. Uh, and, and by the way, where's Luther been for the past thirty years?
2: He's been in uh, all Japan. He's been in AEW
1: now. And how for many times? And how many times did he main event WrestleMania with Triple H? None. So let's go to uh, we. <laughs> <I don't remember. laughs> we have an Impact Plus event this weekend, or an Impact Insiders. Impact Insiders is cheaper than Impact Plus, right?
2: I believe it's the same, but insiders—if you just pay the one dollar—I don't think you get the live papers. You have to pay the five, which I think is the same as
1: plus. I, I think Impact Plus is seven ninety nine, dude. <laughs> so I have increased. I don't know. It's been a minute 7 extra
2: check. Yeah. So I will
1: probably—I'm not paying for this though. I probably won't pay. I'm not paying for their shit anymore. I was really annoyed when they left Twitch, and it's really uh, put a damper on me watching their stuff. And I know—I know that I can pay a dollar to watch it on YouTube or whatever. Or, or you just... someplace
2: else that's legal in one way or another.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. But they should just have it on Twitch. It was it was a great niche for them. I don't know why they left that idea. I know that they're saying, hey, well, we could stream here on YouTube for a dollar. Why don't you just stream it for, for free on Twitch, and then maybe I'll give you some money somehow, some other way. But getting people to watch your show has always been an issue. The second you left Spike TV, your audience was cut in half. And then you left Destination yep. America and it was cut in half again. And th- yep. then you went to Pursuit and it was cut in half again. And then you had, hey, we can do this Twitch thing. And although it's only maybe four or 5,000 people who were watching on Twitch every week, it's still that's 5,000 people who are interested in your product. Now you're telling those 5,000 they better give a dollar to watch this shit. It's like, you know, I wasn't even that. The, one of the best parts of watching it on Twitch was it was free on Twitch. So, right, but at
2: the same time, like it's just $1 a month in a sense, which is better than, again, the whole weekly pay-per-view situation they had to start off with.
1: I would rather do – honestly, like the, the that whole 40 a month to watch wrestling, yeah, that's stupid too. But free on Twitch was great. It made no it sense was. for them to switch out of that. If anything, put more ads in it. That was one thing I always thought was strange about watching it on Twitch was they didn't have any commercials. You can sell that ad space yourself, and these shows are all pre-taped anyway. It's not live live on Twitch, so you could just plug in your own commercials during this event. The only thing they would advertise is Impact Plus, and if I'm watching it for free on Twitch, I'm not buying that. Why don't you try and sell me... Maybe some other Twitch – maybe Amazon could advertise. Who fucking knows? But there were other ways for them to make money on Twitch rather than say, hey, come to YouTube for a dollar. So, yeah, I think that was a little – I think that was a step backwards. The last time I watched their show was on Watch Wrestling for free. And, yeah, Gilbert Medina in the chat. Nobody has access. Yeah, including me. I even have a Spectrum television package right now. And one of the things I looked into is, hey, do I have access? And I can add it for like 13 extra dollars, and it comes in a TV package with no other channels that I'm interested in. So, yeah, this is a very hard network to get a hold of. Why fucking bother? Why why not stay on Pursuit? At At least I have that channel. That channel's for free. So I don't know, you know,
2: Not everybody has pursuit. that's the whole fifty-fifty. It's like you either don't have this or you don't have
1: that. Yeah, but if it's you're like on pursuit for free and you're still on Twitch for free, that's better than being on Axis and YouTube for a dollar. Like it just every they right. make they may do a lot of things that are backwards. I feel I'm being serious. I think that and I know I it's not Scott Demore. he's in charge of the wrestling. It's really this Anthem company. Anthem. Whoever the management company. Now Anthem owns Pursuit. So why not, or even do, I don't know, there should be an easier way to watch your fucking show. And even watching Impact, you could watch it on Impact Plus for free. They got rid of that. You can't do that anymore. You need to pay for it, which I was yep. very shocked when I found that out as well. Having said all these negative things about Impact, I, and, I, and I, I'm i not as big as a fan of, I was, I'm not as big as I was a couple months ago. I really, honestly, leading into Slammiversary, I was all in. And maybe kind of what happened with them is the same thing that happens with WWE, where after this huge crescendo, we, we build, we build, we build. We go to Slammiversary, and that's a lot of fun. And then once it ended, maybe I did need a little bit of a break. It's like when I'm Itch. binging Game of Thrones after season one, I needed maybe three weeks before I even thought about season two. Which so. that's
2: perfectly fair, and that's why we got Victory Road. Then again, we are getting closer and closer to the real big event in Las Vegas, Bow for glory. That Saturday night's going to be great.
1: That's going to be fun. It's at a weird time. It's it starts because up... of Dynamite. Yeah, and it, and that's also shitty that they have to book, they have to move their pay per view because of a television show. which just shows you where they want to work well with A. You know, that's the thing they want to work together. Is that what they it is? Is that why the you... other people over? I think is that why AEW was the one that was like hey we're we have a show here now and then cuz this bell for glory has been booked you know. it's been there longer than dynamite <laughs> was so they know exactly what happened it's the same thing when a WWE events on the weekend they go oh well we're clearly the bottom one we got to move down like it, it's it's just a sign of where they're at as a company that they can't even compete with a they're not even going to try and compete with a saturday night edition of dynamite that'll get 800 watchers
2: i I think that Saturday Dynamite's going to do big, especially how like the next couple weeks go with their whole like two-hour Dynamite, the two-hour rampage we're getting next week.
1: Yeah, but that's that's a Wednesday Friday scenario. I do think that their Saturday—I mean, there was an era we were the NBA playoffs—they were on Saturday every week, and it was low ratings. It was after they had these million viewers and the next four weeks where they were all under what seven hundred thousand. The Saturday night slot did not work for them. It didn't draw the same interest. like, And it's the same reason why SmackDown when I was younger just didn't work on a Friday night. I was out doing stuff. Now that I'm older and sometimes I am at home, I'll, I'll pop SmackDown on. But either way, it's, it's just a rough slot when you're trying to compete with – you're not competing with television shows. You're competing with life. You're competing with I don't have to go to work tomorrow. That's rougher to compete with than, yeah, like, well, hey, Wednesday, what are we going to watch? Okay, we can watch – uh, whatever's on ABC, oh, look, Dynamite's on tonight. Let's watch that. Like, I got off work. I want to have a beer and watch Dynamite. There you go. It's different than Saturday where it's like I've been working. You know, I I, I was work- I was on the lake all day. We're having a barbecue later. It's going to be a kick-ass night. People are coming over. It's not like we're all going to stop what we're doing to watch Dynamite.
2: Right, but then that's kind of a good thing for the later time for about for work is 10 o'clock, you're like you're wanting to wind down. Put on, for glory. I think pay-per-views are different.
1: Pay-per-views aren't for... The, the best part of television is to catch the, the, the viewer who's kind of passing by, maybe. Now, you have your loyal fans, obviously, but even yes. WWE, their whole fucking existence is to catch viewers who are flipping channels, which isn't a thing anymore. That's why it's constantly like... Earlier tonight on Raw. You know, they, they, they do that because they anticipate, hey, I was watching, you know, I was watching the 7 o'clock news. Oh, Raw's on. I forgot. And then they go, earlier tonight, you missed this. Shit. Now, I, I better stay, but at least they showed me what happened. Like, they're, they're always about quarter hour, top the hour. They, they're constantly expecting new viewers to be rolling in and out of that show. That's why it is pretty redundant, especially around WrestleMania time, when I got to watch Bad Bunny's car get beat up three times in one hour. Like, I fucking saw it. I think that was a whole. That was a whole like month of ladies. Was how much I would just say. I saw that. I. Why are you showing me? I saw it. Show it later. That's what two hundred five live is for. You guys only show recaps on that. Trying to be for. No, it shouldn't be for that at all. But
2: uh, that made was main for for that. Fuck main event having matches. Just have <laughs> that be the replay show. All replays. They have
1: it this week in WWE. Like I don't know why they don't use that for that. There's still one on the network for that, but you can put that on, syndicate that, put that on pursuit. There, there could be other ways for people to watch that. Recap shows used to be great. Like when I would watch Bottom Line or Afterburn, those would be great because it would be, you know, Jonathan Coachman or uh, what's his name, Josh Matthews standing there saying, you know. Uh, they become, you know Rob Van Dam returned from injury this week on Monday Night Raw and here's what happened and they show the clip, it's awesome, okay, cool. We watched it. Then we go to commercial, come back, Josh Matthews walks us through again. You got to watch Raw in like an hour with Josh Matthews, it was great. So and I don't know why now what we do and I go Heat had recaps too. So I mean I understand. You you yeah. should you should recap some of your biggest storylines, but two oh five live is such a joke. It's an opening match for ten minutes. Fast forward to the last twelve minutes, and then there's the other match. It's just a fucking huge recap show. It's so silly the way they lay it out. But having said all this, Chino, uh, that's that's when you're buying a pay per view on a Saturday night. You those you better have sold that pay per view already. That's why having a, a show for free on Twitch was such a good idea for them because it is almost like Twitch viewers going, "Why are six thousand people watching this? I'm gonna click on that." And then they click on it, and they're going, "Whoa!" Like, this is, this is fun. This is great. Oh, they have a bigger event coming up? Oh, I, I want to give my money to see that. It's the same reason with Victory Road. Like, I, I would like – I'm going to watch Victory Road. I like TNA. I want to see Christian versus Ace Austin, two of my favorite wrestlers. Chris Saban, Josh Alexander, two of my favorite wrestlers. This card is stacked. So, if I was able to watch this show the weeks leading up to it for free, suddenly I'm like, dude, I want to watch this all the time. I love Impact Wrestling. And, Can't wait to fucking see what happens next. So, I I don't know. I I feel like Impact, or at least Anthem, is making a lot of silly choices. And the fact that they're working with AEW, it really just seems like, hey, AEW, we know that you stole what we kind of used to be, and you're doing it way better than we ever did. So, we're just going to bend to whatever you guys do.
2: Right, but, I mean, at the same time, it's... Again, I understand to an extent, Jesus-wise, yeah, you got to... Yeah, like to me, in my perspective, I see AEW and Impact again, their work relationship. Yes, Impact does have like kind of follow AEW, but again, with the promotional material we saw for Bob for Boy, he's gonna be this big event involving AEW. So I'm still wondering what that's gonna actually entail with there being a show that same night earlier that night.
1: And TNT is not going to reference that Bound for Glory is available. And by the way, that was Nathan Weller. He was cheering, and he was saying, uh, this pay-per-view looks like shit. And I think he's only talking about decay. I'm not sure. But because everything else on here, I I really am looking forward to. I know that uh, I can't – that must be – I'm even looking forward to that, to the decay match. So I don't know what he's watching because this is going to be fucking brilliant, my friends. Yeah, it's going to be a great card,
2: Great Let, matches. Let's go. Around.
0: Esteban Apple says, Gino, talk about Ric Flair's Dark Side of the Ring episode, please.
1: What happened on Ric Flair's Dark Side of the Ring, Gino?
2: There's not a Ric Flair one. Tonight's supposed to be the plane ride from hell, which... Oh, I is that know. tonight? I believe tonight's either a plane ride or it's the trial. I think it's Plain plane ride.
1: Shit. Maybe. That okay. sounds great. That's the one I'm really curious about because, again, even wrestlers who tell the stories about it, it seems like everyone has a different story. So I yep. want to hear what these Dark Side of the Ring guys put together. I want to watch the acting out on the plane of Brock Lesnar wrestling Mr. Perfect. Burns. Yeah, Yeah, like, or, or even wrestled Vince. Like that That's the thing. There's so many different stories. Is this the same plane where Michael Hayes peed on Linda McMahon? It
2: might be. I don't remember. Again, there's been so many different stories of plane rides from hell. So again, this one, I don't remember what all happened. That's been, been going on. I-
1: that's been going on too long. And then uh, from the chat, Macho Punk, wait, Christian is on Impact? Uh, yes and no. He's still an AEW. He a- is the champion. Yeah, he, he's but, been at the tapings. But he is a um, he is an AEW contracted wrestler. Um, I'm not sure how they worked all that out because it was kind of weird when he beat Kenny for it because he was, I mean, he's been on Impact every week. So he is back on Impact.
2: As the Apex, which are perfect. Again, you just work those Monday, Tuesdays, do all those tapings, go.
1: I was even hearing from our friend Stephen Larson. That's why uh, Switchblade would rather work for Impact than AEW because a lot the, that makes sense. A lot of the New Japan guys realize, oh, we can go to Impact and work. Uh, you know, we we can work three days, tape all this shit. You know, get two months of television, go back to New Japan and work there. Come back. You know, that's why Finn G- That's how they're, they're doing it. Yep. Yeah, that's how they're all doing it. That Ric Flair episode is trending, Vleeties. Ric Flair oh. spit on his dick and forced sex upon women, and Tommy Dream was denying it. I don't know what Rizzo is talking about tonight. Him in the chat is the best because I don't know what to expect. Hooked God, it, damn, it's going to be great to watch Dark Side. Hook did it a so suplex it. to Ric Flair while he was <laughs> spitting on his dick. I don't know what's going on. So let's run through this uh, this card here. This is Victory Road. Victory Road, by the way, a little history, Gino. Uh, first TNA pay-per-view that wasn't the weekly bullshit, right?
2: I think so. I think it was the very first actual one, yeah. I think you Victory
1: Road out. 2004, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, top of my head. I'm pretty sure, and they had a ladder match, and that's where Kevin Nash debuted for this company after he left WWE after uh, he wanted to go film The Punisher, uh, this was a professional wrestling pay-per-view. It was. It took place on this day. Blah blah blah. It was the first event under the Victory Road. We understood that. And this is the first uh, monthly three-hour pay-per-view event. Yes, exactly. Macho Perfect. Punk says "modest" to the top. Modest to the top. Classic song. Him walking out to that shit. This was a good. This was a good show. Let's let's predict this. Hector Garza. Uh, in a twenty-man uh, X Division Gauntlet match, who do you think he's going to beat to to win it? I don't. Know, Twenty men. It's going to be. Ka- I... He's going to be Kazarian. Come on, everyone knows that. There was the last one. What's him America's Most Wanted are they're taking on Triple X. Who's going to walk away as the champions? AMW. AMW did win that match. Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match for the belt. Who wins? Oh, I wonder if Jeff Jarrett wins. Ref bump. There had to be a ref pump somewhere in there. Um, okay, let's take a look at this card, though, for Victory Road 2021. This is the culmination. All of these years, modest to the top. Let's go from uh, bottom to top, Gino. I'm going to throw one at you. Are you I'm ready. ready? I'm ready. Taylor Wilde versus Tenille Dashwood. Who you picking?
2: I'm going with Taylor Wilde, even though, like, what I'm seeing here, that Tenille Dashwood does have K with the K, I do feel – that Rachel Elring or Jordan Grace or both of them will come out to help Taylor Wilde get the W.
1: I feel like this has taken so long to get to. Remember when Taylor Wilde made her debut and it was supposed to be a big deal and then she. It was a big deal because it's Taylor Wilde. No, 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 she retired and came out. Yeah, that's to... that part. Everything you're saying is a big deal, but a big deal would be she's doing something for the next six weeks, but she wasn't. Why did she take like two months off? What I... did she miss a TV taping? So it ruined her career. I'm not
2: entirely sure she missed it or if there was just some stuff going on with her. But, yeah, this whole storyline that's been going on here with Taylor Wild and Steele Dashwood, they had, like, weeks ago, I forget like, if it was like even last month, a three-on-one handicap match where was the the – what is it called? The Influence. Like I told you this, and the Influence, one, which influences Tennille, Caleb, and Madison. Oh, yeah, Madison.
1: But I'm just looking at this Taylor Wild, like, the, her return. It was such a big deal when she came back. And then she must have missed just a set of tapings, and that really threw everything off. She was gone for a while, and yep. when she returned, it was like she even made a reference, and it was kind of unexplained why she was off that long. But when you look at a huge return, I'm coming back. I haven't wrestled in years. I was a big deal in this company, and they didn't pay me very much, so I had to leave and go be a personal trainer again. All of that. She comes back, and then she misses like a month and a half of television. It's stupid. So yeah. Uh, however, she's gonna win here because yeah. Tennille's the perfect heel. Where if she loses, it doesn't hurt her, and if she wins, it doesn't help her. She's kind of just in her own little world. Because for all we know, tomorrow night on uh, or not tomorrow night, but on uh, Thursday, she can just win a battle royal and be number one contender anyway. She's re- she's yeah. always right there, ready for a title shot at any moment's notice. Where's Diana Perazzo? What's going on with this card? I I don't want to watch it. Deanna
2: sadly may not be involved on this card, but Diana did have a altercation earlier tonight on Impact with Mickey James again after, uh, was it Matthew Rinwalt Sadly tapped out to Trey Miguel, so Trey Miguel got a big win, tapping out this new star.
1: Oh, I didn't. But know then that.
2: Deanna came out with Mickey, so they fought. So we are getting like kind of this hopeful match that we're still teasing up for, which most likely is going to happen at bow for glory since there's the whole NWA possible connection.
1: Why are Matt Cardona and Rohit fighting? I haven't watched it. I, I don't they've know. They've been having
2: the storyline so far with Rohit and Sheerah just talking shit on Chelsea Green. And we actually had a intergender match with Chelsea Green against the was, uh was Rohit and Rohit won. Probably. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way there Sheerah good feud that they have been going on for now and now because Matt Cardona wants to defend his soon-to-be wife. And defend her honor. He's going to have this big no DQ match and get the big W.
1: Well, he is. You know, I mean, he is Mister GCW. He's he's the king yes. of the death match. So, I mean, it makes sense that he would want to have. He's always
2: great, match. except for the one time John Moxley screwed him up.
1: Well, that match wasn't supposed to happen. Obviously, he already yes, defended that was the his match.
2: title. Good. He already had his open challenge. He didn't have a second open chance. Yes, he was screwed over by John Moxley. It didn't happen.
1: These GCW fans don't know what they, they don't know a good thing if it bit him yeah, in the Yeah,
2: they ass. just think John Moxley's a champion and we're going to get John Moxley and Nick H. that's what they want. No, you wow. want Matt Cardona. I want Matt
1: Cardona. I don't know. I don't get these guys. Now, I'm actually really am excited for this match. Now, PWI released a wrestling thing where they were like, "Hey, top 500. Rich Swan was in the top 10, I think, you know." And I yes. was livid. Well, first of all, I appreciated it because it completely ruined the credibility, credibility of that list. Um, because we can name ten guys on SmackDown that are better than Rich Swan.
2: No, we can act we can list ten guys on Impact.
1: Yeah. That are more sure. deserving of that ten spot instead of oh one hundred seven. No, the Willie, Willie Mac is, is should be higher rated than Rich Swan in my opinion. So
2: I I feel that fucking Josh Alexander is better than
1: 107. That's really high for him. I'm surprised that people aren't catching on yet. They must not watch. That's what I'm saying, Joe. He has great matches where he should be number ten. Yeah, but we're the only ones that see him because we watch it illegally or on YouTube. Like they need to put his shit for free again on Twitch because him and TJP and Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Come on,
0: catch the buzz, feel the sting. The
1: shiny uni from the Macho Punk. Because honestly, the matches that those guys were having. Come on, catch the buzz,
0: feel the sting. Thank you
1: so. Oh wait. Okay, hold on. Rizzo did send me. I'll put it out. this might break the world, but I'm gonna put the gif in here of re, of Hook hitting a hey, T bone, an exploda on whoever that is. Who is that? Is that Marcellus Black? I, I'm not sure who that is. Don on Dark. But hey, look at look at Hook. He's doing things now. He looks like a very he looks like a better version of Taz. I can't wait for him to start wrestling.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be great when he's actually ready to get in the ring. He's ready
1: now. We're, we need to see it. It's time. When it was, the, Him and Punk is going to tear the fucking building down. And a chicken winner by LaMacho Punk as well. Much appreciated, as always. I got some messages from Nathan Weller. What's he say? Oh, he says he liked NXT. I think everyone liked NXT. I think we were all pleasantly surprised by how good NXT looked. I think we all set expectations that it was going to suck. But no, it was actually really, really good. So... Uh, Rich Swan not number 10 Josh Alexander could be number 10 and I would be okay with it uh, yes. Willie Mac could be number I don't know 30 and then maybe Rich Swan could be 39 and maybe we'll talk but there's no fucking way let's look at this list I, we you know what after the picks okay I guess we'll go through the 500 and we'll just go down everybody yeah good brothers are not losing to Rich Swan and Willie Mack although yeah good. yeah there's no reason for them to lose the belts yet. But they could maybe they could lose the match, but maybe by disqualification. But I think that they they keep
2: the match. I think it's just going to be a clean win for the Good Brothers. Get a big win. And hopefully this will set up for the match I've been waiting for that they set up at Resurgence, that end JPW show with Good Brothers and Gorillas
1: of Destiny. <laughs> I do you think it's going to happen? It was
2: a debate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you, Quigley. It was a debate. And he says, I mean, is, they, 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 is David the son of Fit Finley? Yes, that's, that's Fit Finley's kid. Yes, so, and he's great. Yeah, he's actually great. really good. I like him. And, I don't really like Juice Robinson as a singles, but when I saw this team, I actually really enjoy this team. So,
2: And them just doing old school moves that actually have a reason to do it, which is great.
1: Yeah, they actually work kind of like, I don't know, they work like the Brain Busters. They, even though they yeah. you know they come out and they're both like kind of dancing and hanging out and having fun, they are almost reminiscent of like, style. you know they kind of are like? They're kind of like Rock and Roll Express. Where they do the drop I could see rock and roll
2: or free birds ish.
1: Yeah, they do the drop kicks. They do some high flying stuff, double axe handles off the top. But for the most part, they are just kind of reminiscent of that old school tag team. And I actually really enjoy their work.
2: So, Which I would love, like Fingers and FTR. That would be an actual good.
1: If I could be honest, I know we talk a lot of shit about FTR on TWFS. FTR versus anybody, I'm fucking down.
2: FTR is really fucking. <laughs> so as, as long as they don't they talk, better than AEW.
1: As long as they don't talk, that's all they got to do is just quit trying to be, quit trying to talk. You're not. You both of yes. you are not Ric Flair. They both want to be Ric Flair, and they're not. They're, it's okay. Not everybody's Ric Flair. Every once in a while, Rich Swan shows up and wins a belt, so you don't need to be Ric Flair. So also in the mix here, let me see. We also have um, Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary. I have seen a little bit of the build to this. I think yes. I watched Tasha Steeles lose clean to Havoc the other night, and I was like, what are they setting up? Uh, but I think so that Decay
2: – Havoc's really good looking. Really fucking – she looks really good in the ring. So I, I, I think Decay's going to win. I've not seen her that much. Decay's going to win. Decay has to retain.
1: Yeah, why would you like? T- I, I know that Havoc and Rosemary. Like, uh, first of all, Havoc and Nevaeh was already a team, but Havoc and Rosemary in this Decay gimmick—it's actually working. I think I don't really like Rosemary, but having this tag team Ooh. puts a puts yeah. kind of that shade. I like Rich Swan as as a tag partner of Willie Mack. So sometimes I not I like David Finley as a tag partner of Juice. If you're not working for me as a singles, I, getting in a tag sometimes will completely pull the wool over my eyes. You however like Rosemary, right?
2: Yes, Rosemary. I've been a fan of her since like her conception of this character outside of Courtney Rush into the demon assassin, into the demon, and like, it's been a whole big story that I've followed through since the beginning and I've just grown to love her character work. Where did then, it start? Like,
1: how do you know how do you know all this? Where did it start?
2: It started like during her whole again when she explained her whole love for Bram. Oh, it so how she wasn't... turned out from then, like those years back, and how she became the team. She had the whole story where she explained about the bunny and the tree.
1: Okay, this sucks, dude. All right, they're here we paid. go. It was a good story. Bullet Club, Chris Bay, and uh, Hikaleo. 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 The tall the tall one. Yeah, uh, they're tall good. But they're taking on Finjuice. Now, normally I would automatically just pick Finjuice because they're the flashy New Japan tag team. However... The Bullet Club is a flashy New Japan tag team because Chris Bay is part of Bullet Club now. Uh, So I feel like Chris Bay is going to get a big win here. I haven't watched him as as part of Bullet Club a lot, but why would Hikaleo come to this place to lose?
2: Right. That's They're going to win. Bullet Club's going to win. This could again. Since again, at Resurgence or Emergence, whichever one of them was the New Japan show, Good Brothers were Mm face-to-face with G.O.D.
1: So again, this could
2: set up for G.O.D. And good brothers, which what, is all I want for but, tag team. But right
1: when's now. the new when's the next big New Japan show though? There's no way that they're gonna have that an impact. That's gotta happen in New Japan. That that's again, gotta it be. be since,
2: since there is the again, when you see that Battle for Glory advert, there's New Japan's logo, which I'm like, you could bring in GOD for this big event just for one night. That Saturday night.
1: That's true. I mean maybe yeah, maybe that's where it is going to lead I have to.
2: videotapes like backstage for during New Japan where they just talk shit to like a camera which goes to the good brothers and they're going to just meet them. They're going to meet them at the
1: Glory. Yeah, there's so not really build it up. There's not really a big New Japan show until we get to Wrestle Kingdom. I mean Power Struggle, yeah. that's not I mean that's not huge. Battle in the Valley, they're doing a San Jose show that could be that's not going to be something they have a big match at. And then yeah. that's probably going to be the strong guys, the N- the NJPW strong guys. And then they have Wrestle Dynasty. They don't have a date for it, which means it's probably canceled. That was supposed to be at yeah. Madison Square Garden. So they're probably not going to have – and why is Wrestle Kingdom the 4th, the 5th, and the 8th? What are they doing? Why are they trying to brag that they're having a three-night event, but they're spreading it over, what, five days?
2: Well, I mean, it's normally a two-night event, so like it's being bigger. So I'm curious, like, what they're doing for it being now a three-night event?
1: It's not even it's at the good... Tokyo Dome. What does this mean? Why would you call it Wrestle Kingdom if it's not at the Tokyo Dome? It's not either of the three nights are in Tokyo. No, Dome? no, no. That's that, Gino. That's why this is stupid. Gosh. January fourth, January fifth, the nights that it normally would be is Wrestle Kingdom 16 inside the Tokyo Dome, and then three days later at Yokohama Arena. They are suddenly like, hey, let's just call this Wrestle Kingdom. It's probably, even though it's just a Raw after WrestleMania, I bet.
2: I mean, that would be weird, but I'm curious then. Like, that's intriguing because normally they do have like the New Year's Bash or Dash, which that's always kind of interesting just to see what they set up.
1: Is that a pay-per-view like, though? That's just a T that's just an event, isn't it?
2: I think that just might be an event normally is the New Year's Dash, so I'm not sure if this is actually gonna be a pay-per-view, this third night of Wrestle Kingdom, those days after Well I think New It'll Year's Dash.
1: A- yeah, New Year's Dash is gonna be like the second and the third, and then they're gonna go right into Wrestle Kingdom.
2: Yeah, maybe. It's gonna be intriguing to see what they do or how this whole three nights is gonna be. But again, Wrestle Kingdom should be great. We're gonna get Boxley and Tadahashi. hopefully that's what they're doing.
1: They better, we, dude, They better do that at Survivor Series. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I know that Wrestle King was a big deal. I'm ready for that mat, match sooner than that. Like, and I know that's such a nerdy wrestling thing. Like, or nerdy wrestling. You fan just thing.
2: want it now, even though we're again for that nerdy wrestling thing. We got AEW for that. Where we're oh. getting Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega sooner than we should, just because we're gonna have Hangman beat Kenny for the title at Full Gear.
1: I don't want that, though, yet. I, I, You know what? I don't want that one yet. I want the other one now. So bring that one here. That's the one I'm gonna do. But he's not about.
2: ready for that. He'll be ready in three months for a full gift. Give me
1: Tanahashi
2: now. That's what
1: I want. I want Tanahashi yes. here in America having a match with John Moxley. You know what? I don't even want that. I want Tanahashi here having a match with Roman Reigns. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yes. Let's let's really kick that. Really down. open this for Bindar yeah, with really-
2: WWE Roman and the Ace the Roman and Nitro.
1: You came to America to acknowledge me, I dude. Come on, let's set it up, make it happen. Yes. Bullet Club's gonna win. Now, honestly, yes. these next three matches, I know Nathan's gonna be like, "Who the fuck? What's happening?" I know that everyone's gonna be like, "What are you guys talking about?" Any these this three this hour here, because these are probably gonna be all the last three things. Yeah, this they should be. be. Like, you can miss. Like, I wouldn't want to miss the first two hours, but even if I did, this is what your money This is the money right here. These Uh, have
2: to be the final three matches. Eddie
1: Edwards and Sammy Callahan have squashed the beef. I watched that. I was excited. Like, that moment was so cool. Sammy handing him a weapon and, you know, them defending the ring from Moose and Morrissey. And Moose and Morrissey are obviously two big hosses. So you know, and
2: just tonight we had a big fucking ten man tag with all the good guys, bad guys of these main events working huh. together. Josh Alexander, Chris Sabin on the same team since they're not feel or face; they're good guys. Who is yeah, the, who? Who,
1: who did they go team. against though? Like who?
2: They faced against uh, Ace Austin. Again, we had Christian Cage, Josh Alexander, Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, Sammy Callahan against Moose, Morrissey. Save, uh, Ace Austin, Bad Man Fold, and oh, Brian Myers.
1: Oh, Myers, yeah, Myers isn't on this card, that's kind of weird, too. Yes. But either way, I
2: have a segment of the most professional wrestler teaching is you like Zicky Dice and Lemon, Chet Lemon, to whatever his name Oh,
1: Zicky's in that thing now. I mean, he's in weird. the group
2: with uh, Sam Beal and this dude who has a lemon. I still think he's a lemon.
1: Sam Beal's fine, but I don't know. Yeah. Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan are gonna, uh, are gonna lose. I got a feeling, but like, I, yeah. I feel like them having their big moment of coming together, hey, we're going to be a team for this one night. Moose and Morrissey need Ws. we got to keep the heel division strong because Christian's beating Ace Austin. Josh Alexander <laughs> and Saban, they're both good guys. So you need some heels on the top of the card. I think Morrissey's kind of going to be one of those guys that could get ready for something even at, uh, even at Bound for Glory. You could even see Morrissey versus Christian.
2: You could, and that's also why, like, also tonight after Impact, they had a Impact 60 or 60 minutes, whatever called, of Morrissey to really prove and show you guys, even though he's not been here that long, he's done a lot in this short amount of time to prove himself. So Moose and Morrissey, I do feel, are getting the W over yeah. these two Impact heart and soul wrestlers.
1: I, you know, I I've, and everyone knows, like, when we started, when I started doing Vlity solo, and I remember kind of dipping my toe into the Impact Waters, Sammy Callahan, least favorite wrestler on the whole brand. Now, honestly, probably my favorite wrestler. Like it's so strange how much I've just completely turned. And it maybe it is the heel the face turn that he made. Because when he was fighting Tessa, I wasn't into that. I was like, This guy sucks. Why is he the champion? And then like it just it slowly turned into Sammy better beat the fuck out of Kenny Omega. And yes. they, they, but again, also,
2: like, he's not been a full face entirely. He's just a tweeter. Like he's really good at that because like he's still a piece of shit who just wants to beat the fuck out of people with his baseball bat and chair.
1: Yeah, he. It's just it's fun. Ding,
2: ding, It's Eddie. just
1: fun to how I have him come out and beat people up, and I want to see it. And he is like a gross, creepy guy from Ohio. So, he, yeah, it's not like he's a, the smiley baby face that everybody wants to hang out with or party with. It's, Even though he
2: does exaggerate the smile now, he just bows with an exaggerated happy smile because he's a good guy.
1: And Eddie, is, I, I don't like Eddie Edwards very much, but I still like the role that he fills on Impact. The heart of Impact. Yeah, I think that he, he's – because I look it's at a guy – he's been here a long time. He's probably the long, was he? – what is he, the longest-tenured guy now just as far as – when
2: it's been there. And stayed, yeah. Cause Saban left and folks don't ring about
1: it. Yeah. Saban had left a few times. I mean, even looking at this card, like now, uh, Rosemary has been there for a long time, but I think even yeah. Eddie was there before Rosemary and like yeah. havoc was in and out. So yeah, it really is like he, uh, he's been there so long that I, I almost would feel kind of sad if he wasn't there. Like it would be, it would be, there's something missing here. Cause we always talk about Austin Aries and Johnny nitro and, Brian Cage. It was like you become the champion, you lose the belt, and you move on. And Eddie Edwards has been there the whole time. And that's why, even when he won the belt at that anniversary and I was, what the fuck? Why would he win the belt? But it's also, well, he's not going anywhere. You want to you, you keep him here, keep him around. Uh, yeah. and, and did you see um, Rhino sign an extension, right? Isn't he staying around for a couple more years? I
2: think he did sign an extension, even though, like, he is out of Violet by Design. They kicked him out the weak link that he was.
1: Honestly, he could do something different. I'm okay with that. Yes,
2: and that's why I think what they're going to do is they're doing that so Heath comes back and they both come back together.
1: I don't even need that. I can even just do Rhino going for a title, like the main title. Why isn't he – him and Christian have a history. I mean, they had one of the best cage matches I've ever seen. So wire eight
2: mile street
1: yeah well that was all right that was the tail end of the feud it was kind of already yes. over that was one of those weird rivalries where Rhino lost three matches I think it really was let's put Christian over and their their barbed wire steel cage match that they had on the first episode of impact on primetime I think or maybe it was the first two-hour impact I forget what it was I had it on my iPod as a kid. One of my favorite matches ever, one of my favorite events ever, because it did feel so special that this little company that shouldn't have existed. And now that I've been listening to Jeff Jarrett's podcast, it's like, wow, TNA should not be yep. a thing. It should not be a thing today. And it it was it stuck around so long that Christian and Rhino had a barbed wire steel cage match. So I don't Again, know. like
2: that's the thing. If we really think about history back then, impact shouldn't have been a thing. And deep down, if they didn't mess up some parts of it, with how the roster and how the show was, WCW shouldn't have failed.
1: Oh, no, way! yeah, WCW should still be, here. I think that's that's the shocking thing about all wrestling history, is how over WCW was. You even look at the ratings when it went under, it still had a lot of viewers, it's so it's not... W, we even
2: wish they had those viewers right
1: now. Yeah, it's not like... People weren't still watching WC. Like I, I, was still watching WCW. I was watching Nitro when Vince popped up on the screen. I was like, "Whoa, what?" And they didn't do a. And maybe I'm just a kid. They didn't do a good job of letting me know. Hey, Nitro won't be on TV next week because we, we went the next week and put it on, and there was some rerun of a show. We we're like, "What is happening here? What happened to Nitro?" And oh, it's just WCW's gone. It's, it's not like my dad was a huge wrestling nerd. He was like right. n- knows this shit. He he was just like me. Whoa, what's Vince doing on TV? Like he was that. So it was weird. It was odd. But I don't know. It just when I watch, what like when I watched, even when I watch old WCW. Kevin and I talked about it last night. I do have this weird fondness for what they were trying to do. Chris Canyon yeah. and the Jersey Triad, Booker T is the champion. I really liked. So it's not like I hated WCW and I knew why it was going out. And with TNA, they just—I think—they're just a victim. I mean, Dixie Carter, that whole era at the end there. There's so many moments that I go, "This is when it died. This is when it died. This is when it died." Because even just now saying this out loud, I remember AJ losing that match to to Nick Aldis, and I just thought, "Well, that's it." Because then, even in my head, there was still a holdout that AJ wasn't leaving. Because I think we had already seen Sting leave, we saw Bully leave. Every, Samoa Joe. Everybody just started leaving. Yep. And once they were all gone and it was, who, what's next for this fucking company? At least we still have Bobby Roode. Oh, no. Bobby Roode's on his way out. It just... Oh, James Storm's still around but he's hanging out with Sonata and they're doing you know, he's not... I don't know. It's just they went through this weird phase of not being good at all so I didn't want to stick around and watch it. And it was, right. and it was sad because I love TNA. It's still one of my favorite You know, I and and I don't have the fondness that like when I go back and watch 2000 WCW, I like it. When I go back and watch 2017 TNA, I know why I didn't watch that. Again, that's
2: understandable. Like I am still diehard with Impact. I'm going to be watching it till the day it eventually does die, since all promotions will
1: fade away. Yeah, eventually, I think eventually it'll go away, but not not for the foreseeable future i think they do uh, yes. unless they do get absorbed i think for a while it was a real possibility that wwe was going to purchase them uh, or even uh
2: really court was there since there was a the whole idea of them just wanting the library and that was why they were going to buy impact
1: yeah and they you know we've, we've seen them use some of the stuff when they were you know gwn they were you would see that on some of the table for threes or whatever and they referenced tna they have referenced impact I kind of can't wait for Vince to get out of the way because I do think so. It, it would be so much more fun if they would acknowledge other wrestling companies, but it's so strange yep, that they don't do that. Uh, so let's move to Josh Alexander. would keep in the belt. Well, I don't, no yeah, need. he has to keep in no, the belt. Even though Saban
2: would make history be the first seven-time champion.
1: Well, yeah, when you're there for that long. And, then, yeah, I would. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's going to be a good match. I'm excited to see it. Yes. Kind of wish they would put a stip on here, maybe make it. Some, I mean, this pay-per-view could use a ladder match or something. Um, well, we have
2: one. That's all you need, really, for a pay-per-view is just one step, sure. no DQ.
1: Yeah, well, and he's also the king. Of, Blood feud. He's the deathmatch king, so it's just yes. obvious that
2: that's... The GCW Universal Champion since he lost his real championship by a screw job finish. And that's, that's why... His sacrifice.
1: sacrifice. I mean, he's just... The GCW Universe has never been the same. Christian versus... He is. What do you think? Christian versus Ace Austin. Give me realistic possibilities of Ace Austin winning.
2: Mad, mad fault.
1: You think that he could pull that off as far as?
2: Because him? with his help, because here's the thing. Christian Games is technically a baby face, mm-hmm. but his entire build up, this entire thing, has been him finally doing something he's not been able to do for most of his career, and that is talk shit about someone being smaller than him, since he, for the longest time, was always the smaller guy of the few. So I do think he's going to keep going on with this whole high shit. Feel like, I'm taller than you. You're just a little nobody. He'll get cocky. He'll get brash and arrogant. And then ASOS will prove himself and have this big win for finally being the world champion that he should have been for quite some time.
1: Is this live or was this already recorded?
2: The most of the show was recorded and I do know spoilers. Again, I didn't want to go with full spoilers about the prediction, but I do not see spoilers for the main event title match. Right, when not, I do look it
1: up, I'm not seeing. It. Uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna. I don't even. I don't. even do – I
2: I didn't even put this close in my predictions. I just yeah. was like, I by my heart, and so like I do feel I have not seen the Chris Cage Ace Austin spoilers. So people keep, at least wanted to keep that safe, which is good.
1: I don't. Yeah, I keep them all safe. If you know who wins, just shut. Everyone, Big match. Everyone, safe. Everyone, shut up. Yeah, like I don't. I remember as a kid reading spoilers, and I was like, why am I reading this? It ruins SmackDown. So, Christian Cage, Ace Austin imagine I don't know. This was probably recorded before all this stuff with Adam Cole, which is kind of what I was thinking. Like that would be awesome. If Adam Cole showed up, cost Christian this match. And then it's like, Oh, well now Christian's just back full time in AEW. Ace Austin's finally the ex or the world champion. And they can do some stuff with him. Although it also does kind of seem like Christians on this tour of having good matches for the belt, but not having them against a real threat to take the title you know when rich swan was fighting moose i thought moose was going to win because it just made sense in the storyline going forward ace austin going forward i don't think has that same there's not that same rhythm to having him as the champion going forward there's not really somebody lined up next for him to face other than josh alexander but i don't think i think christian's losing this belt at bound for glory i think that's when they're going to be able to Really push, like, hey, Christian might lose main event of Bound for Glory. Him and you know whoever, it, it, not him. Josh Alexander will be in like an X division, like Ultimate X match or something, which I don't. Unre- I don't really like, but you know, I I, I mean, I like, with- but not for him. Yeah. Like, Again, I do think with Josh, it's
2: if they do Josh versus Cage, which they could do, which would be still a great match, it would be them bringing back options, seeing that they'll do something for Buffalo for the X Vision title. But I doubt they're doing that. Even though Josh keeps bringing up, he wants to be the face of Impact.
1: Yeah. I and mean, he's so, like,
2: it he, could do that. He is for me. Canadians. He is. Like, to everyone who really watches, they know Josh Alexander is the most dude who should be the face.
1: Yeah, I think for sure. like For me who watches this show, I mean, I haven't been watching it as regularly, but when I was super into it, he was the guy that was blowing me away. And I and honestly, yeah, Ace Austin as well, TJP as well, Chris Bay, uh, Rohit, the X Division. Uh, it yeah. really was like you – know, I mean, obviously because I hated Rich Swans. So it was like, how come the main event is not good and then everything else is outstanding? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, awesome. Josh Alexander – That would be fun, but I just feel like Bound for Glory is such a – we're trying to grab the entire wrestling world. And I feel like even the AEW marks, even the Ring of Honor marks, even the NWA marks, even WWE marks, people that you're trying to just grab to watch your show, I don't think Josh Alexander is going to headline a pay-per-view for them. He could headline the pay-per-view afterwards –
2: he, right, he, the Impact Plus event that's going to be like two weeks after.
1: They could have done it here. I mean, I think it would have been fine if they just said Alexander Cage tonight, and then that sets up, yeah, something at you know option C here. But who knows? Maybe the event after Bound for Glory is going to be Destination X, I and mean, that's when they do it. So I don't know. Yep. But either way, I think Christian keeps the belt, no threat to his title anytime soon. What? And then you said highest in the ring.
2: Yes, G- for GC- uh, because wait, wait, for sorry.
1: For GCW.
2: Oh, yes, highest uh, in the room.
1: In the room. So before we go, Gino, we have to break down your favorite wrestling company. Yes. GCW. They have a show, Ukrainian Cultural Center in Los Angeles. You have to be vaccinated to go to this, okay? Uh, so for the first time in over a month, GCW is slated to return to L.A. D- do they fly the talent over? How do they handle that?
2: Yeah, I think they do. Or at least the just gets over there. Like, it's – Study does a lot. Of, like, a lot of people are, like, diehards that do support them with their Patreon.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
2: And donations. Okay. So, yeah, they do donate and support GCW. All
1: right, let's take a look at this card. Now, I know very little. I don't know all of these guys. So, yes. you can't hold me as accountable as I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm going right. to pick first because I don't know all these guys. So, first of all, what's the headliner? Are we saying it's Suzuki and Gresham?
2: I think the headliner, even though it may be the opener, is going to be Tony Depp and Ron Funches.
1: That'll be the opener for sure. That'll be the, hey, this is why you bought this shit anyway. You wanted to see the comedian have a match.
2: So, like, the real headliner will probably be Jordan Oliver and Alexei. Like, that should be. Those are two amazing talent. That could be, again, middle of the card. But I do think there's also Nick Gage is going to appear. But you haven't said what he's doing. If he has a match, or if it's going to be something. So good, that could be the actual end end of the show is Nick Gage, and then I'll set up still for October 9th with his match with Moxley.
1: Alex Zane is Ari Sterling, right? Yes. All right. So he, that match is second. It's going to be Tony Dippin and Ron Funches. They're going to have a silly fun match. People are going to chant and go crazy. And, and then a shoot and Tony. then yeah, and then a wrestling match will happen because Zayn yes, and Oliver. Uh, are uh, two amazing talents. Yeah, they're going to blow the fucking lid off this place. So, okay, I'm going to say I'll start at Tony Deppin and Funches. Funches wins. I mean, what's the point? He's not going to lose. I mean, this might be where you see Nick Gage comes out and meet the fuck out of Tony Deppin. But you're not bringing your comedian who's doing commentary to lose. True. And this is in and L.A. To... Yeah, it's in L.A. So, yeah, there's going to be
2: more reason for him to win. The Tony's already there. He tweeted out, where are you? Rob Funchess. <laughs>
1: Gosh, totally
2: so Tony's being the piece of shit that he's great at being, but he's too
1: good at being. Yeah, that's but, why. Yeah, he's a great piece of shit, but it's also like he's just kind of sucks. So, yes. and then Alex Zane, Jordan Oliver. I'm going to pick. Did they ever resolve? Who did Jordan Oliver throw a PBR in the face of at the other time? I forgot who it
2: was that was in that uh, Fuck Fest last paper.
1: Yeah, I don't so know. Who, I don't remember. So they're just moving on to this. Yes. Uh, I think i think alex zane gets a big win he's the baby face i assume jordan oliver i mean he's kind of a jordan
2: big. is like basically a heel and the fucking uh young dumb and broke but people still love him because he's a fucking amazed out just like alex Zane, who is right now about to get a world championship match on ROH TV.
1: did not know this but
2: he has that battle royal win at the appreciate
1: cool. i think alex zane will beat jordan oliver here i think that's fine is, is that right is that the right pick that is
2: a fair pick to see, but I do feel that Jordan Oliver may get the win because then I'm going to really prove him being this douchebag if he is really going with a full heel turn after that big fuckfest he yeah, had, like get a big win since he did not win the fuckfest at Art of War Games.
1: Let's go back upwards on this list here on this website. Let's go to Atticus Kogar. What the fuck is that? Versus Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac was kind of fun. I remember him. He's dressed like a ninja. Um, Atticus Kogar, was he in the war games?
2: I believe he was, yes. He was part of
1: 440. 4-4-0. Ninja Mac gets a big win. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I be sure.
2: Again, it's a fit, fit chance to get like that scene, but this time match. Like you could go either way. G does do a good job, but there was this little video that came up from Atticus Kogar trying to prove that even though he still has respect for Ricky Page and him being this leader, and he's followed him all this time. He wants to prove himself and do things his own way, so I do think Atticus may get the win. Mm,
1: Ninja Mac's fun though they want fun. Wins. He is. It's
2: gonna be a fun match between these two mm-hmm. GSWs. is gonna be hating Atticus, but like that's Sometimes you do need the heel that the fans are gonna be booing the shit out of to get the win.
1: People want to have fun, Gino. They don't want to be upset. Uh, sec- but you get upset
2: to get more fun at the end with the Gage. S-
1: the second gear crew, um. A J Gray, I, he was in the War Games. Mance Warner, yeah. I know Mance Warner. Yes. And, uh, and Matthew
2: Justice, all three of them were in the War Games.
1: Okay, all three of them—they're gonna win then because I don't even know what yes. the fuck these other names are. Star Starboy Charlie. Charlie is good. When you say he's good, do you mean like he's Nyla Rose good, or is he like Triple H? Good? You need like again.
2: You're, the match is gonna be good. He's gonna be able to show off like his—he's a really good like dude that flips. He has really good style to it. So, I've enjoyed Star Charlie.
1: Sweet. Does some flips. That's all it takes. You know who couldn't do a flip? Dr. Luther.
2: Uh, no, he could do flips. He Alex, just came up.
1: Alex Colon, who was in the uh, the match. He was in the War Games. Yes. Versus G Raver, who everyone was going ape shit for. And I was like, who's this yep. idiot
2: coming out here? That match, dude.
1: Like, he's in guar. He's walking out of the room with a yes. big thing on his fucking head. Uh, I think G Raver's going to win. He, he didn't have a big moment at that pay per view. Uh, it kind of seemed like he was going to. And then they just, no, never mind. He's not going to have a big moment. He's going to leave Moxley as a big moment. Yes.
2: We're setting up for Moxley. Again, he did his job and he did it well. So I do think S.G. Yes, Raver does get a big win over Alex Cologne in this great death match we're going to have between these two.
1: Two Cold Scorpio versus Effie. This is actually, that one's actually kind of exciting. I Yes. N- wow. Maybe as a new GCW fan, Effie better win because Effie's younger and, uh, th- it seems like there's a lot of steam behind Effie. Where like Too Cold, I mean, that's just a veteran who wants to come out and still get paid. Put yeah. Effie over.
2: I, that's, I would go with Effie as well, even though like a few, like a couple months back at Homecoming, uh, Too Cold Scorpio had this great match with Grim Reefer, where oh most God. of like the stuff, they were just like having spots in their transition and were smoking a blood together, one and the other like transitional headlock smoke, and then Too Cold one. So I do think Tuchel does have a chance to win, but I do think they want to push Effie a little bit more, yeah. so Effie might get the big W.
1: Chris Dickinson, who's a big meathead, and everybody thinks that I really like him. The only real exposure I've had to Dickinson – I mean, I've had, a, I've seen him a few times – is when he was on that debut of Universal Wrestling Network or whatever it was called. Ah, uh, yeah. And the audio was all fucked up, and they, <laughs> and they were, like, trying to push the sky. And I have not really liked him. I, I think I saw him wrestle in GCW. And it was okay, yep. But he's going up against fucking Jacob Fatu, who better win in one minute.
2: I am Jacob Fatu is pregnant. but It's not gonna be one minute. It's gonna be a good. One backup. minute. We're just two big, meaty men slapping meat like. One this.
1: minute, including entrances. Like this thing better be so fucking fast. It better be a, a roll up. It better be like they lock up small package. Fatu wins, and then Hammerstone comes out and they set up their match on October second. So that's what's gonna happen. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I, I wish I was a little more excited for this match, but, I mean, it's fucking Fatu. Fatu better not lose to some asshole on the indies. Once he loses the belt to Hammerstone, if he loses the belt to Hammerstone, then I I, I would like to see this match again. But since he's, like, been undefeated for three years, there's no way he's going to lose to Chris Dickinson at some bullshit. Good rest. He's not bad. He's not as good as Fatu. That's true. He's not as good as these two guys in the main event probably. Uh, That's true. Minoru Suzuki, everybody knows from AEW two weeks in a row. He's like the new Daniel Garcia. It's just anyone wants to fight Mox, just come out. He's here to be fought and beat up, and he's just going to keep – every week, same thing. Daniel Garcia beats him up. Minoru comes out. I love it. Um, uh, Versus Gresham, though. I think Suzuki's going to get a win over Gresham. Suzuki
2: could, but after Gresham lost his ROH Pure Championship, I still think it's more possible now that he could win them before to get like a big win after that to prove that he still is a great technical wrestler that he is. Yeah, this match should be probably match of the night if all things go according for the two of them. So I would have to go with Gresham.
1: This is a death match, you know. You think the Pure Wrestling Champion is going to win a death match against? Minoru Suzuki.
2: Former i pure wrestler, Jim. but I do think he's going to be able to outtake all this pain that Minoru Suzuki is going to put him in, and be able to tap out Minoru. He's going to eat put a pil- enough pain,
1: dude. I'm calling him pile driver off ring apron onto the floor pin pinfall. That's it. There's no like Gresham is. This is a perfect match for him to lose. He just lost his belt. Nobody really saw it, but we all know that it happened. And now he's up against Minoru, who just lost to Moxley, which everyone saw. So he needs a big win. It's going to be perfect. He's in America for a couple weeks. Uh, before he teams with Lance Acha, he's going to get a win over Gresham to really sell Dynamite Grand Slam.
2: Right. We're going to have to see. Again, this is going to be a great match either way. It's going to probably be a really good card beginning to end, and we're going to see whatever Nick Gage is going to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be there. So I don't know if Mox is going to be there. This is in Los Angeles, so that seems like kind of a kind of a drive. And then uh, in the chat, uh, Zicky Dice in NWA was better than him in – or at least they're saying it was good. Zicky was good in NWA, and I think he's going to be fine in Impact.
2: Yeah, it's great signing for Impact for having the outlandish one there. Right now, because of Brian Myers being the comedy guy that he is, even though he's the professional and he has these goofs that he's teaching to become professionals like him, it's perfect contrast.
1: It's gonna be fun. I mean, like, and honestly, yeah, Fatu Dickinson. This is gonna be a good show. That I probably, I probably won't watch it live, but I'm gonna check it out, bro. We're gonna see it eventually. Oh, yeah. And then let me see. I know, about that before we go, it's already past my bedtime. This is like the longest ladies we've ever done. In a while. In forever, yeah. Because I talked to Geezy first. All right, we did it all. That's it, Gino. We covered all the bases. We watched Hook do a suplex. Uh, we, we covered Impact Wrestling's Victory Road. We talked a lot about Impact, even though we were trying to pick one card. We didn't yes. go over the PWI 500. Let me just look at it real quick. This will be – because it really did annoy me. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but I just want to point out where I saw um, Rich Swan. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Where was And he wasn't as high, obviously, now that I'm reading it. Uh, this isn't the right year. I was like, Moxley's not number one. What? Esteban
0: Apple says V leadies <laughs> of TWFS The Wholesome Show.
1: The wholesome show. That's us. Yeah, yes, Rich- We're the
2: wholesome wrestling fans.
1: Look at this. Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Coda. I mean, these first six, I am uh, in agreement totally. Yep. Um Will Osprey, go fuck yourself. No way he's top seven. He's good. He- yeah. He's, not bad. he's good. He's not better than Randy Orton. I mean, let's make that clear. He's not better than <laughs> Uh, Shingo Takagi, like, there's no fucking way. i mean this
2: whole year, yeah, probably not because he did have the injury so far this most this year.
1: He's not better than Jericho. I'm, I'm going, I'm going down this list. I'm like, there's no way Osprey's top. He's not top twenty five. The, the work between everyone in WWE and AEW far surpasses whatever Osprey did up there and uh, out there in Tokyo. Because Kota is always gonna be better. And Okada's always going to be better. Where's Okada on this list? 25? Come on. 25 for Kazuchika yeah. Okada.
2: Yeah, Okada does deserve better. Number Even though, again, like, I think most of this year, he was, where was that last year where he was telling the whole story about him doing the wing clipper and didn't do the fucking Rainmaker till his match? That was wrestling so Like, that tag was, like, last year. This list year is before.
1: so stupid. Laredo Kid at number 22. Come on.
2: He likes Laredo Kid. A he's, he's a good wrestler, Laredo Kid. He Absolutely. Laredo. He
1: is a very good wrestler. Is he better than Dominic Mysterio? Yes. Oh, that's you're crazy. Is he better than Rey Mysterio? Nope. Then there you go. I mean, like, and not even on a career standpoint. I'm talking about the year. I'm thinking this, what did Laredo Rey. Kid do that was so amazing. Dominic Mysterio at least had matches at SummerSlam. He had a match at WrestleMania SmackDown. He, he did some things that I think are more warranted of a higher spot than Laredo fucking kid. What did you see from Laredo kid? I watched him lose his title to Leo Rush in MLW. That
2: is one of the things he did, but he also held that title for like half of the year
1: before yeah. that. Yeah, because Mexico wasn't having events. So, yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to be the cruiserweight champion for two years if there's no events happening. Laredo kid is not better than... Now Kenji Muto, that's kind of that's. I don't know if he's warranted of being twenty three. I. It's cool that he's back, but come on, let's. You can't go from not ranked to twenty three unless you're, like a Roman Reigns or a Brock Lesnar. Uh it's, Kenji
2: kind of is for that culture and again with his fan base. Again, he, he is a like Brock Lesnar.
1: Who had a better year, him or Walter? Walter. There you go. Walter should be higher. Who had a yes. better year, Cesaro or Kenji Muto? <sighs> are look at 33 i mean just look at 33 through 39 these all these guys should be higher than laredo fucking kid pack adam page aj styles d adam cole miro and jay white uh, and moose i'll throw moose in there too that whole yeah, like, all like 33 through 40 should wait be way higher than laredo kid laredo-
2: i agree with that i don't again i have no idea what the whole getting the people it's like technically like a people vote but then there's also dave and others that are in charge of, like the actual order
1: well this is pwi this isn't wrestling observer i don't even know what no,
2: p- it. to, it's like is it for w w Whatever, fuck, uh brian alvarez is behind no
1: he's put that that's part of wrestling observer too that figure four online oh, bullshit br- i forget yeah, for who's responsible for this pwi anymore it's just its own thing they do their own magazine but uh there's no way. I you just go through this list. They have Karrion Cross at 16, which seems high. Um, gosh, Darby Allen at 14. Is he the highest AEW guy? Well, Kenny, Kenny Omega is number one. Kenny Omega is number one. But I mean, Kenny and then Darby; those are the only two guys that Cody. Yeah. Cody's number 11. Come on. What, what was your yes. favorite Cody match? Was it QT Marshall or what?
2: It was um, Alakai Black.
1: Oh, you love that one. He fell off the yes. fell to a table and then it was over real fast. Yeah. Lee, and then he just retired. Oh my, <laughs> who made this list? Lee Moriarty is forty seven. Seth Rollins is forty eight. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
2: Again, PWI, whoever does it is it's <laughs> interesting to see their perspective.
1: Jay of, Uso's ahead Jay Uso is ahead of Seth Rollins. It just none of that makes sense. Hey, and Jay
2: got more over than Seth Rollins.
1: Hey, I love Jay, but I'm just saying there's no way you can make a serious list about who had a better year and not put Seth Rollins above. I mean, even Kyle O'Reilly Kyle O'Reilly's below both those guys. But AJ Gray made it on that list. That's pretty sweet. Uh Leo Hammerstone. Rush. Ha- Hammerstone above Leo Rush. Let's be serious. Come on. Fifty four. And Leo, he won the title. Uh Hallie Hammerstone hasn't won a title. He's been the champ. He's been it uh, the real champion. He's the never open weight. What are you talking about? He's been the never open weight champion for like two he years. He's the never so... open weight this year. Really? Yeah, he's, he's a champion as we speak. <laughs> remember remember Mads Kruger wanted to take the belt from him? Actually, yes. he lost the remember Mil Muertes stole the belt? Come on. Oh yes, exactly. Mil Muertes is the champion. That's, That's the point. Maybe where's he on this list? Because he should be higher than he should be higher than Laredo Kid. <laughs> I agree with that. Myron Reed is the is 84. I don't – whatever. I can do this all night. We'll go through this yes, next we We'll go through this Playing next year. Playing about week. every 500. Because yeah. this is for the year 2021, which I guess we're technically in right now. Yes,
2: but it's as, the halfway
1: point. Yeah, as far as this year goes, I can't imagine Seth Rollins not being in the top 20. Meanwhile, Will Ospreay, who's got a broken neck, is fucking number seven. It's so stupid. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Either way, it's time to write off Gino. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I got to wrap up. I got to upload these. It's already twelve fifteen a.m. So it's bedtime. Right. My friend, you have a good rest of your night. Thanks for joining me.
2: Yes, man, man. You have a good night as well. There. there,
1: there goes Sonic Gino. He's the man when we need to talk nerdy wrestling, when we need to get deep into the weeds of all that is WWE of all that is, uh, TNA of all that is, Ring of Honor, all this. I mean, th- we were talking some niche bullshit tonight, okay? And it feels good. It feels good to get it all out there. So I'm going to sleep. I'm going to upload all this shit. You guys have an amazing weekend. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
0: Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find JD Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get zero percent financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 JD Power award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Not compatible with any other offer. Zero percent APR financing for 72 months equal 1389 per month for 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital, regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5-22.